Hey leaders, let me share with you the real reason you're not meeting your sales goals. Hey, are you struggling to drive sales, maybe engage or inspire your customers to take action? And do you feel like you've tried absolutely everything? My friend, I'm here to help. Leaders, get ready to listen up and I'm going to share some great tips with you. Hello, Crystal DeCuna here, and I'm thrilled to welcome you to the Leaders Listen Up podcast. I'm your host and your friend. Each week, I'm going to equip you with new tools and creative techniques to help you design epic customer and employee experiences, allowing you to drive that loyalty, that retention, the sales, and of course, award-winning customer service. My friend, we want you to be the people's champion of your team and your customers. So if you're struggling to drive sales for your small business, it might be time to take a closer look at your customer experience. Hey, in today's episode, I'm going to be sharing with you three ways that poor customer experience design negatively impacts your sales results because we know it does. I'm also going to share with you some data and research that helps to back that up. But don't worry, I'm not going to leave you hanging. I'm also going to share three actionable, actionable strategies that I want you to to use to improve your customer experience design and ultimately help you to increase sales. So as a customer experience expert, I'm excited today. I'm so excited. I'm thrilled to be able to share with you uh, some of these basic foundational tools that will help you drive uh, a phenomenal customer experience, but ultimately up-level your sales. So are you ready? Leaders, if you're ready, listen up and let's dive in. Hey, what we know for sure is that customer experience design plays a really critical role in the success of any business, big or small, right? It's the process of designing and really optimizing absolutely every element of your customer's journey, right? And so we look at the difference between customer service and customer experience. You know, customer service, uh, you know, I'm sure you're familiar. It's that transactional thing. So, you know, you purchase something, it's not right. You take it to get service or you take it to the service department. Um, maybe you buy a new car and you need to take it in to get service. That that transactional experience is what customer service is. Customer experience, my friends, is that that experience that that customer is talking about when you're not there. It's that experience that they're left with. When I say, what's the best customer service experience you have? And somebody thinks of your business, that's because you've provided them with a memorable experience, Right. And it's something that really resonates emotionally with them, that they appreciate and they would be happy to share with others. So the difference really to understand between customer service and customer experience is step one, right? We have to be able to understand what is the difference because that feeling, that memory that you leave with them, that's the X factor. That's that experience factor. And so that experience starts to happen from that initial interaction all the way to the final purchase and well beyond that purchase. And so when customer experience design is done really, really well, it absolutely leads to customer satisfaction, customer loyalty, um, and ultimately amazing customer, amazing sales, right? And and y'all know I love sales because I believe helping is the new selling. I believe I'm improving somebody's life with the product or service that I'm selling. And so because of that, you know, we want to create an experience that people feel feel they feel valued, right? They feel like their money is valued. They feel like their time is valued. Um, and it just ultimately creates a really phenomenal experience. So on the flip side, we also know that when customer experience is executed really poorly, it has an absolutely negative result in sales, right? 
Um, and so we're going to explore three ways that perhaps your business, but we know many businesses out there, um, suffer from sale, a low low sales results because of the, the customer experience that they're delivering. And hey, I'm not going to leave you hanging. I'm also going to share some ways that we can improve that customer experience uh, in a relatively quick way, but really effective way. So let's dive into the negatives first. Negative effects of poor customer experience design. Now, this isn't just customer experience, but design. It's are we? De- is your customer experience currently happening by default or by design? Is it happening by default because you're an organization that's been around for 20 or 30 years and that's just always the way you've done it? We know those are really, really, really scary words in business, right? We've always done it that way. So that would be by default, right? If your customer experience is happening because you've always done it that way. Or is it happening by design? You know, when you look at the world leaders of customer experience, you all know who they are, the Starbucks and the the Disneys of the world. They have designed it to delight. They've taken, they've crafted an experience that's customized and personalized. And yes, they have great budgets, but it's not about, you know, huge budgets. It's about really, have we even taken the time to understand the journey and understand where the experience can be improved? And so when we look at, you know, how this negative customer experience is is affecting uh, sales results, well, we're losing sales. Number one, we're losing sales. Absolutely, hands down, bar none, we're losing sales if we're not creating fantastic customer experiences. I always find it so funny when my friends have a negative experience and they'll be like, oh, I'm never shopping there again. And I get at least, oh, I would say at least a couple times a week, at least maybe three or four times a week. I'm getting a picture or a video or a text message. And if you're one of the people that have sent it to me, you know what I'm talking about. I'm always getting messages and um, of people that have had bad experiences. Oh, Crystal, you need to go talk to this company. You need to go train this company. And if you're one of those people, I listen to all these, right? And it's thank you for sharing them. But so many people have negative experiences and then don't go back right? There was a study then that said 32% of customers will stop doing business with a brand after just one bad experience. Absolutely. One bad experience. I'm not going back there. In the same study, it talked about 59% of customers would switch to a competitor after just one bad experience. 59. So let's say 60% of customers, one bad experience are switching. I think that might even be higher, but this is what the study said. Um, another thing, though, is to, to keep in mind is that when poor customer experience design happens, you're not just losing that one customer. You're using so many customers that they're telling, right? They're telling their friends, they're telling their family, and we know the power of social media, and I'll get into that in a minute. But, you know, it's not just about that one lost sale. It's about the multiple sales. And if I if it, the study said 32% of customers would stop doing business after just one bad experience... Could you imagine after two bad experiences and three bad experiences, nobody's coming back for a third bad experience. They're usually gone before then, right? So number one, lost sales. Number two is reduced customer lifetime value. And so um, I love to to share this story about um, about a, a local diner that my son and I used to frequent prior, prior to, to COVID. We used to go there all the time. I don't even know how many decades that place has been around it was a little restaurant called uh the blue line diner and uh it was just if you've ever experienced it it's just a great little diner and great food family friendly atmosphere we've been going there for years and years and years and so it was kind of our sunday tradition we even had i remember the first time we went there they didn't have a table for us 
And so she moved the papers around the counter and she literally made a spot for us in front of the register. So it was like the most awkward spot. But she said, would you mind? We said, no problem. And we sat down and that became our spot for years. That was the spot we went and we sat at. She didn't even ask us twice. She said, just pull up the stools, go ahead and have a seat. Because that spot was typically not for for customers because of the the paperwork and stuff. But they always took care of us. I, I can't even remember how many decades. We, well, we, uh, not decades. Zurich's only 20. So maybe maybe 10 years we'd been going there, maybe less. When you calculate our lifetime value of going every other Sunday uh, to this one restaurant and the amount of people we've told to go there for breakfast, and I'm a keynote speaker when it comes to customer experience, so you can only imagine how many people, I, thousands, that I've shared uh, some of the stories from that restaurant with. And so the lifetime value of your customer is that that's the total amount of revenue a customer generates over their lifetime of doing business with you. And so poor customer experience design reduces or eliminates that customer loyalty, right? And reduces and eliminates that um, the number of repeat business and the way people talk about it, which is my next point. But I'll get into that in a second. So the lifetime value of the the Blue Line Diner, just a, a quick story to support that, is when we had been going and then after COVID, they shut down. And a new business came into place. And so we were really hesitant about going back there because we were like, oh, it's not our favorite spot, you know, but we like, okay, let's go. And we went in and when I tell you, it was, uh, some of you may have heard the story because I've shared it uh, in other experiences. It was such a poor experience from the greeting to the, um, you know, they served us raw chicken and and it was, it was not a good way that they handled it. And my son and I stood up and left and that's a big story that I'll share another day. But the way they handled it was so not good that we never gave them another opportunity to to fix it. And as we were leaving the restaurant, here I am questioning, you know, should we post it? Should we not post it? I don't want to, it's a small business. I don't want to impact their their business. My son had already taken a picture of the raw chicken and posted it and said, mom, I've already posted it on Google. I don't want anybody getting sick with raw chicken. And so here is my hesitation. But, you know, uh, at the time he was 18 or 19, you know, he didn't hesitate. That that picture was up and posted and um, and people would see it. And I will say, you know, it's unfortunate, but I think they didn't. I think six months later they closed. I know because there's a brand new restaurant in there now and I, I haven't had a chance to, to visit them yet. But um, but that one didn't last very long. And I can only imagine why. Right. So for, for sure, the the. Uh, reviews were one thing, but really that that loss of sales. All right, let's keep going. Number three uh, way that um, bad customer experience affects your sales is that negative. I call it word of mouth, word of social, word of whatever, right? Because we know that people will share. And with the power and the rise of social media, you know, customers have more platforms now than ever before. This isn't news to you, my friends. We know this to be true. But poor customer experience design can lead to that that consistency in negative interaction. And it can absolutely damage uh, a business's reputation, it, like as in the example I just shared with you. Um, and, you know, it can close doors right? And in the world we're living in today where we're trying so hard to meet customers' needs and to be able to push sales. And we all, sometimes some of us have, you know, teams of people and, and your business, the success of your business allows them to, to provide for their families. We have to be really, really intentional about the service that we're providing, really, really intentional about, you know, what people are saying about us. So if we haven't designed a customer experience that is exceptional, 
then we really got to look at how our customers are enjoying or not enjoying our product or service. So let me share with you a few ways that really great customer experience design can help you increase your sales. And you know what? I've got an arsenal of tools, but in today's episode, I'm just going to share with you three tools that I think will really help you. So number one, understand your customers. Whether you're a small business or a medium business or a large business, whether you're a government, whether you're a a hospital, whether you're a university, uh, whatever type of business you're in, do you understand your customer? And I don't just mean understand your customer from today, like that you maybe you did market research pre-COVID, maybe you, you you have an idea of who your ideal customer is. I mean, in today's world, We know that this pandemic that we just went through has absolutely changed customers' expectations, even beyond what we know to have been the Amazon experience where customers' expectations had changed to be quick, quick, quick. Now, it's a completely different experience. So I want you to really take the time to understand your customer. The other part of understanding your customer is you as a leader might understand your customer or have some some aspect of who you believe your ideal customer would be. But does your customer-facing team, are they uber clear? Like, I mean, uber clear on who that ideal customer is. Do they understand the needs? And so when we improve customer experience design, we got to understand the preferences, the requests, the emotions that our customer is having. What's their background? What are they used to? Are they used to having exceptional service? Because if they're used to, you know, exceptional experience. If they're used to staying at the Ritz-Carlton and driving the Mercedes, then then that expectation is going to be, you know, supreme. If they're used to a little more comfortable, casual environment, then it'll still be important. It'll still be, uh, you know, important to the, the ultimate experience that they're receiving. But you have a an opportunity to be exceptional in those environments, right? And we'll talk a little bit about what exceptional really looks like uh, in just a minute. But understand your customer is number one. Get uber clear. What what Where do they shop? What do they like? What are their preferences? Are they looking for a fast-paced environment? Are they looking for uh, you know, a manageable environment? What is important to your ideal customer? Now, you're not going to hit every customer, but your ideal customer. And so using tools like you know market research, customer feedback, um, any type of data analysis, um, any type of understanding, any type of data will really help you get a little more clarity on what that customer's expectations are and allow you to really meet those needs. Number two is streamlining that customer journey. You know, any of you customer experience professionals out there, you know, journey mapping is a tool that we just love. um, And there's so many ways that we can use it. Sometimes it's used in the wrong way. um, But, you know, when we're using it in the right way, it really allows us to to get a visual representation of what that customer's journey looks like. But it also allows us to see the emotional experience that our customer is going on when they're doing business with us, right? What are the highs? What are the lows? What are those moments of truth? And how can we design an experience that ultimately delights? So journey mapping is a phenomenal tool. Um, it's something that I love. I practice. I not only practice customer journey mapping, but I also practice employee journey mapping. And I'll do a whole nother episode on that. But Um, If you're not familiar with uh, the journey mapping tool, connect with me. I'm happy to share more insights in that um, and how it can be used. There's lots of free resources out there as well. So if that's a tool that interests you, please uh, feel free to connect with me. But streamlining that customer journey allows us to, to really create a seamless, 
frictionless customer experience, right? And it allows businesses to interact with us the way they want to interact with us. It eliminates those pain points. Um, and it makes for like a really effortless experience. I always say, make it easy for people to give you their money, right? Make it easy. Don't be like, I know sometimes on a, a government, if you've ever been on a government website, it can be so challenging just to find a phone number, right? And so if you've ever experienced that, we don't want to make it challenging for a customer. We want to make it easy for them to do business with us. We want to make it easy for them to uh, communicate with us. We want to make it easy for them to talk about us, tell, tell people about the great experiences. We have to make it easy for people to do business with us. Because one thing we know for sure, people love to buy, but they hate to be sold. They hate to work for it. They don't want to work for doing things. They just want to buy it and they want to buy it with joy. They want to spend their hard-earned money and they want to feel valued, right? And so streamlining that journey to really understand their expectations, their needs, their pain points, and ways that you can make their experience the best experience ever, it will, you know, because you have a visual when you're doing a journey map. So it really transforms that, that experience. Oh, I love this topic so much. Okay, last tip, invest in technology. So here's the deal. Technology, if you're not going to use it, don't invest in it, but then your business will see the challenges. So, you know, if you're using an Excel spreadsheet to manage your customers, it's time for a shift. It's time for a change because we know that customer relationship management softwares will transform the way you communicate with your business, with your customers. Um, there's hundreds of, of tools out there that I can share with you. And depending on the type of business, I know we've got a variety of people that listen uh, to this podcast, a variety of leaders from a variety of industries and uh, different size businesses. But depending on your business, um, I'm happy to share a few tools that might work better um, or that may be really good for your business. Maybe you're already using it when it comes to um, a customer relationship management, also known as a CRM uh, tool. A customer relationship management tool is not just an email list. It's not just name, company, phone number, and email. That, that's not a relationship management software. Relationship management software allows you to communicate with the customer the way they need to. It allows you to make notes and, and understand when the last time you communicated with them, understand the follow-up process, understand how you can improve their, their experience of doing business with you. So when you're looking for softwares, make sure that you're looking for softwares that will really support that customer journey and that customer experience. So for example, I use, um, and I'm, this is not a plug. I just, I use HubSpot. I'm really enjoying HubSpot because it allows me to track all sorts of things. It allows me to create a really great experience for my customers. Um, and I can tell that based on the feedback that I receive. Um, and then in connection with HubSpot, I use Proposify. It's a proposal software that allows me to, to you know, create a really seamless experience. I never just send a proposal to a customer or a client. Um, I have a great conversation. I am pretty confident I'm going to, you know, we're, we're going to do business together before I even send a proposal. Um, and so when I send that proposal, I typically will have at least a 15-minute video meeting with them right away. Um, and then at the end of the video meeting, they get the email with the link to the proposal. So I've created a system, right? I've created a system because I'm not going to just send them a PDF. And people ask me, I'll say, oh, just send me the proposal. And I say, no, that's not how I do it, right? So I said, that's not how I do it. I said, you know, I'd be delighted to share with you my thoughts. Uh, I need about 50 to 20 minutes of your time. And I'll share with you, you know, why I've chosen this design for you and uh, and how we're going to do it. And then it gives us some time to also um, answer some of your questions so that we can make, it sh make sure that this is a good fit for both of us. And when I say that to them, they're always like, oh, fantastic. Yes, I'll make 15, 20 minutes. 
and then we we have that video interaction or online interaction or in person if if it's needed and um and immediately after because I've set it up so that immediately after the Zoom meeting, they'll get, uh, if I need to make edits, I will. But if not, I just send them the proposal right away. And I am very clear on the expectation and how they're going to bring it back to me. Uh, then when they bring it back to me, you know, they get an invoice right away. Well, not right away, depending on what I've timed it at. They're going to get an invoice. Uh, then once they paid the invoice, they're going to get an onboarding. So there's there's a system um, that's allowed me to create an effortless experience. So they don't have to go looking for an invite. They don't have to go looking for the next steps. It's there because I understand the journey. I understand their needs, right? All right, my friends, I hope that helps. So there's some really um, easy things that you can do to start increasing your sales right now. Understand your customers, streamline that customer journey. Now, customer journey mapping can take take time, but there's definitely quick ways that you can start to understand that customer journey um, before you, you know, dive into a full-on customer journey mapping workshop or ideation session. So, you know, maybe just a quick one-hour meeting with your team and saying, hey, how do you think our customers feel uh, when they're going through this? And, and just talk about it. Your frontline team will be your best resource uh, to talk about it. So, of course, I'd love, you know, for you to do the uh, ideation sessions and work workshops around customer journey mapping. But if you don't have time, it's better done than perfect. Do something and have some conversations so that you're able to understand that customer journey. And then the last tip uh, to increasing those sales is invest in some technologies. It'll allow you to be able to um, streamline some process, make it easy for people to give you their money, uh, make it easy for people to do business with you. Um, and really, it'll enhance that overall experience. They'll be delighted because you've set up some systems that are are personal, uh, customized for them, um, and anticipate their needs, right? So sometimes I'll even send like a frequently asked questions because I know in the onboarding, you know, they're going to have a question like, okay, well, if I want to call Crystal after hours, can I? And I, I set this onboarding that allows them to know my expectations, where they can contact me, how they can contact me. Um, you know, what the, the system is for when they're going to hear from me next, some of those communications. So, Adapt a technology that works. Now, here's the other thing with technology. If you're not going to use it, don't invest in it because you're just not ready. Then we need to look at mindset. We need to look at different shifts in your organization. But if you're ready to increase your sales, then definitely take a look at some of the, the technologies out there. And if you need help, uh, that's what I'm here for. So absolutely feel free to reach out. All right, there you have it, my friend, my leader. Customer experience design is a critical component to any successful business in today's day. And so we know that poor customer experience design absolutely has a negative impact on our sales results. And so, you know, it can result in loss of sales, reduced li customer lifetime value, and of course, negative word of mouth or word on social, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but we know that that negative experience allows us to lose sales and sales that we've worked so hard to get people to our doors and then we can we lose them because we're providing a bad experience. So it's, it's time to start making sure that your customer experience is happening by design and not by default, right? And so hopefully some of the tools I've shared with you today uh, will allow you to start designing that experience that delights. And so if you need help, you know we're here. And I have a team of customer experience uh, professionals and experts now across the globe that I'm connected with. So no matter where you're listening to, please feel free to connect. And um, I'm happy to share with you some tools and techniques and tips and also some of my team members um, from across the globe um, in a variety of industries and a variety of sectors. So no matter what you're struggling with, reach out and 
we will help you um, because that's what we do. Hey, my friend, I'm Crystal DeCuna, uh, and I'll be back next week with more tips and insights to help you and your business thrive. In the meantime, today's episode, I want you to take just one tool, one tool from this episode and work on it and start to take action. Hey, you're a leader and leaders take action. So I'd be delighted if you'd share your successes, your struggles, your challenges with us, your best practices. That's what the Leaders Listen to podcast is all about. It's where leaders come to become better leaders by listening, learning, actioning, and sharing your successes and your challenges. So my friends, thank you so much for joining us. If you found this episode helpful, please subscribe, leave a review. And if you've got questions or comments, I'd be delighted to hear from you. I look forward to seeing you next week. My friend, I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Leaders Listen Up, dedicated to business leaders like you. Your investment in customer experience is what attracts diverse markets, improves your employee experience, increases your sales, and of course, it sets you apart from other business leaders. I invite you to visit the show notes for free downloads like how you can attract top talent and our top 10 tips to up-level your customer experience. And hey, if this episode inspired you, share it with your team or maybe discuss it for a few minutes at your next meeting. My friend, a team that learns together stays together. For additional support and certified training, workshops, consulting, coaching, or if you just need a little bit of inspiration to inspire your team, what are you waiting for? Get in touch at gettheinsideview.com. We'd be happy to chat. Thank you so much for joining us and we will see you again soon. Bye for now.